0: Coming up, it's philosophy talk.
1: I never want to marry.
0: I just want to get divorced. The life and thought of Mary Astell. Why is Astell sometimes described as the first English feminist? She was a huge advocate of women's education. She said marriage for women is a kind of slavery. But she also said married women should be subordinate to their husbands. Would you mind lending me your wife? You'd have to ask her. I'm happy. I'm not happy. I'm happy.
2: Can friendship be a means to freedom? A good marriage, if such a thing is possible, would be founded on friendship.
0: Our guest is Aloran Forbes from McMaster University. Estelle's all about tough love.
2: A serious proposal to the ladies for the advancement of their true and greatest interests. The life and thought of Mary Estelle. Coming up on Philosophy Talk.
0: Was Mary Estelle England's first feminist? What did she say about truth, education, and virtue? Could she help us understand what it means to be a good friend? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco Bay Area. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus where Ray teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative.
2: Today, it's the next episode in our Wise Women series, generously supported by a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities. We're
0: talking about the life and thought of Mary Estelle. Oh yeah, she was an early feminist pioneer writing in England at the turn of the 18th century. She she argued that women are men's intellectual equals. She encouraged women not to marry, And she proposed that they go to an all-women's school instead. Yeah, and she defended her feminism with some really cool arguments. Like, to argue for women's equality, she appealed to Cartesian dualism. Right, yeah, we were just talking about that, that Cartesian dualism in our recent episode on Elizabeth of Bohemia. That's the idea that your mind is a completely separate substance from your body.
2: Yes. And Elizabeth was skeptical. She pushed back against Descartes in her letters. But Astell believed in dualism and she used it as a basis for her feminism. Sure, men's and women's bodies are different, she said, but their minds are fundamentally the same, equally rational and equally capable of intellectual virtue.
0: That must have been a pretty radical view at the time, right? I mean, in those days, Most women had far less access to education and there were a bunch of male thinkers around saying they were ruled by their passions, not their reason. Too focused on the cut of their clothes and not enough on spiritual matters.
2: Yeah, and Astell had a lot to say about that. She thought it was true that women were often vain and silly, but she blamed society, not their essential natures. Everybody kept telling women that they were only valuable for being pretty and then criticized them for only caring about their looks. She said, look... If you want women to care about important things, you have to educate them.
0: She even tried to create a school to do exactly that. She had a book called A Serious Proposal to the Ladies, and she described how a school like that would work. Women would be living together in a retreat away from vain, insignificant men. Yeah, and they'd study philosophy, they'd develop supportive friendships, and they'd cultivate their virtue together. Yeah, she was hoping to find a wealthy patron
2: who would sponsor all this, but unfortunately she didn't get the funding.
0: Oh, I know how she feels about that.
2: But she didn't give up, Josh. She wrote a part two which explained a method for achieving virtue even if
0: you're not able to attend a retreat or surround yourself with supportive friends. And if you follow her method, she thought you can achieve virtue no matter who or where you are. You can cultivate your understanding so it starts taking charge of your will, showing you what's really important to care about. And instead of worrying about the latest fashions, you're going to spend time studying the best books. Exactly. She believed in women's rational
2: nature. She advocated for supportive female friendship. And she criticized sexist double standards. Sounds like she was really ahead of her time. Well, in some ways. Oh, come on. She told women not to get married so they wouldn't have to be bossed around by their awful husbands.
0: Yeah, but she also told them that if they did get married, they just had to suck it up and accept their subordinate status. And she felt the same way towards the monarchy and the church. She said you had to obey them even if their dictates were objectively wrong.
2: Wait, 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 whatever happened to John Locke? Wasn't he writing around the same time and saying that we have a right to
0: rebel when our monarchs are tyrannical and arbitrary? Yeah, but Estelle disagreed with him. She said you got to obey God in the sky, king on the throne, and husband in the home. Uh, At least you can choose whether or not to get married.
2: Well, okay, that's nice, I guess, but I still don't understand how all of Estelle's ideas go together. She thinks women are just as capable of rationality as men. She says that in a lot of ways women might be even more
0: virtuous than men. So why are husbands allowed to boss their wives around? Well, maybe our guests can sort that out. It's Aloran Forbes, Professor of Philosophy at McMaster University. But she's not the only person taking an interest in Estelle these days. We sent
2: our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed to find out more about how Estelle's hometown has been honoring her in song. She files this report.
3: If all men are born free How is it that all women are born slaves?
1: My name is Katie Turtell, and I play the cello in the band Hawai' the Lasses. We're really interested in kind of telling the stories of some more ordinary women as well as extraordinary women like Mary Astle. A
3: serious problem. Poe the Lasses is based in Newcastle in England, and this song is inspired by Mary Astle's book, A Serious Proposal to the Ladies. The book argues for the intellectual equality between men and women.
1: Throughout the song, even though it's kind of got this faster um, pulse, there's kind of a lightness, a kind of danciness to it.
3: But underneath the powerful bass line is a richness to the string sound and the accordion. That evokes
1: kind of a ambition, I would say, of like what somebody's trying to overcome in this world where they aren't heard and aren't able to express themselves fully to all society.
3: The band writes songs about women of Northeast England, like Fiona Hill, a former official at the US National Security Council, Rachel Mary Parsons, the founder of the Women's Engineering Society, and the Newcastle women's football team. Oh, last this long way of a Jew, the women of the black and were playing. In the tune. Mary Astell is signature Newcastle, born there in 1666. But even though Astell has been called England's first feminist, Tartell says for a long time she hadn't heard of her.
1: She really was a feminist before the time that word even existed, you know, and far before uh, even the suffrage movement and things like that. Uh, earlier in the 20th century. So she's she lived so long ago, and yet I think her story and her kind of activism really resonates today.
3: And now more people are beginning to learn her name. On International Women's Day 2023, Mary Astell got her own plaque outside Newcastle's cathedral. It was striking how few people in Newcastle
1: had ever heard of Mary Astell or realised what an important contribution she made to the life of the nation and to intellectual culture.
3: Claudine Van Hensbergen is a professor of English literature at Northumbria University in Newcastle. She led the push for the plaque. Astell was born from a fairly affluent family of lawyers and coal merchants, and she received her education from her uncle Ralph, who worked for a time at what is now Newcastle Cathedral.
1: She proposed that sort of schools or convent type establishments should be set up for women who didn't want to get married, where they could live together um, and sort of build all the life of the mind and enter into companionship.
3: Estelle wrote about the Anglican faith and philosophical questions around religion. She also founded a charity school for girls in London. But after her death in 1731, much of her writing was forgotten. The Victorians have a a lot of blame for um, the way women writers
1: especially just simply weren't republished and reprinted throughout the 19th century.
3: But since the 1980s, Van Hensbergen says, scholars have been recovering Astle's work. Visual reminders like plaques are also important. It's the same issue that comes up with having lots of statues of wealthy white men on
1: our streets, is that people just believe what they see.
3: You were your mother's only child Hoey the Lasses performed live during the unveiling of the Newcastle Cathedral plaque, and they continued to sing about other influential women, like Mary Eleanor Bowes, one of the early pioneers of women's right to divorce. Lady
2: Mary Eleanor left your
3: childhood days behind and Janet Taylor inventor of the Mariner's calculator surely more should be made of your life's work and labor the great Mrs. Taylor inventor and patron the guardian angel of many a sailor at sea and of course the female muffin man Captain John knew Emily in spite of her disguise They told each other of their plight and married in two days. More women to bring to the forefront and more plaques to unveil. Miss Emily of Newcastle, the female mother For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDede.
0: You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.